0: Alright, so I'm back. I know it's been a minute since I've done a cast, but I have an excuse, so hear me out. Like, the world's kind of crazy right now, and I'm being pulled in multiple directions, and I'm just physically, mentally, spiritually, psychologically spent. I'm exhausted. However, this topic today was something that was extremely important to me, Um, and I thought that, you know what, I was supposed to have done this about two months ago, this topic, but something today I heard was the push that I needed to go ahead and make this happen. So, grab your tea, a glass of wine, some water, whatever you're drinking, We're going to have a conversation about what self sabotaging is. So, sabotage, right? That's to deliberately obstruct, prevent, damage something, right? So, when you sabotage something, you're deliberately doing something to hurt it, put it to an end, prevent it from progressing. When we put self sabotage, In a sentence or in a situation that is something that you're doing in relation to yourself you're trying to end obstruct or damage something that pertains to you so let's go ahead and layer this some more as it relates to relationships people find themselves in situations where self-sabotage is pretty much their common uh, response to relationships and for a multitude of reasons, right? There's different reasons why people self-sabotage. There's different reasons why people do this consciously. But what happens when you do it subconsciously? Okay? Both situations have the same goal. Right? To destruct, destroy, obstruct. But when you're doing it subconsciously, you're not putting thought into the actions. Your actions are in the lead for whatever reason. Now, I've always been transparent within these podcasts. And I can only speak to my experiences as they relate to me because I've lived them. Or if I've seen a trend of different behaviors and individuals that I work with, I can speak to that as well. But it's not a cookie cutter thing. Like, okay, if you do this, that, or or the other, you will self-sabotage in relationships. Or if this has happened to you in the past, you will self-sabotage a relationship. relationship. That's not how it goes. Like, everybody is different. And like when I do trainings on trauma, you can't expect everybody to act a certain way even if they experienced the same traumatic event, even if they have very, a lot of similarities. You can have a brother and sister who go through the same trauma but will react differently. Long-term impacts will be different. So, same thing with sabotaging behavior. <clears throat> the verse or the quote I heard today was, I was vulnerable with the wrong person. And that touched me on a very deep level. I was vulnerable with the wrong person. Now, have I had instances where I self-sabotaged? Absolutely. Consciously and subconsciously. Right? Consciously sabotaging things because either I didn't want it. um, It wasn't a good feel for me. I didn't know the appropriate actions or reactions to certain things. And I just wanted something to stop. So I'm going to do something on purpose to prevent this from moving forward. And then there's the subconscious one. And that's where it gets a little bit more complicated, right? When your behaviors are doing things and you're not consciously making the effort to that, you're just doing it as a response, that's when it gets a little bit more complicated. So let's have an example of what sabotaging is consciously and sabotaging unconsciously. So the sabotage something consciously, say, I don't want to go out. I don't want to go out to this event that I've had planned for, I don't know, two, three weeks because it takes that long for me to actually agree to go out someplace. And it's the day of the event, and I'm getting phone calls. Are you ready? This, that, and the other. Blah, blah, blah. Consciously sabotaging something would look like scheduling myself to work that day. It would look like not having the outfits that I want to wear to do this, not having the money to buy the ticket. Like, those are things that I know I really don't want to go. So, what can I do? to get out of it. That's consciously sabotaging something. Unconscious sabotaging or self-sabotaging would be what it looks like in a relationship. Relationship uh, self-sabotaging can look like <clears throat> knowing what your partner's triggers are and then purposely doing that. Right? Uh, would be knowing that your partner is big on responsiveness, consistency, and you being completely opposite of that in expecting the partner to deal with it, right? Now, I'm not saying that you're doing this on purpose, if it's a subconscious action something that you're used to doing in relationships for different reasons and that's where it gets to be a little bit uncomfortable because if you're sabotaging a connection that you actually want there's a reason why and it's nine out of ten has nothing to do with the other person if you're sabotaging a relationship you don't want that's different because you're knowing you're doing this on purpose. You know that you do you're doing it. And here's here's a little uh freebie for you. Just tell the person like don't put somebody else through an emotional turmoil and experience that's uncomfortable to them potentially causing them some type of long-term impacts when you can just be upfront and say that, right? So subconscious sabotage of a relationship. You're doing behaviors that are damaging, obstructing, preventing the relationship from deepening and growing. Because of what? For my experience, for my example, it would be for protection. It would be for fear. It would be for not feeling worthy or good enough for this connection. So I'm going to do things to make it more difficult to see if this person is really all in. I might do things to prevent it from going any further because I don't feel I deserve that interaction. Or I might do things to cause the relationship to end Because I don't trust it. I don't feel safe in it. I I feel that this person is going to hurt me in the long run. So my behaviors are going to be things that are going to cause this relationship not to get to the level it could be. I'm not doing it on purpose. It's a reaction of past experiences. And that goes back to the quote. I was vulnerable with the wrong person. And I can even say with the wrong people. And it doesn't necessarily have to be romantic in a sense for everybody. It could be different. But for my experience, it was an intimate partner where the safety was compromised. And while safety was compromised, there was also a damaging impact of self-worth and everything else. Right? So, if I have put so much time and effort into this individual and, and allowed myself to be vulnerable and this is the response I get, this is the way I'm treated, then something must be wrong with me. So carrying that baggage, and we've talked about carrying baggage, right? We've talked about that in previous podcasts where if you don't unpack your luggage, if you don't unpack your baggage, you take take it into the next relationship, Right? So if you're somebody who has gone from one relationship to the other, to the other, to the other, and never really having time to unpack, you know, because every relationship has the good good stuff. Absolutely. You wouldn't be in it if there wasn't. But if the relationship has ended for whatever reason, there's going to be some challenges that were there that you're going to want to unpack. If you choose not to, you're going to bring those items on and over and over and over into the next relationship after next and the next. And then sometimes the bag will just explode the bag. It's like when you're packing and I might be just telling on myself right now because probably no one else on the planet does this and you overpack your suitcase, but you know, you don't want to go to another size because you're going to have to pay for it. So you're smashing and you're smashing everything you can into that carry-on luggage size, right? So you're folding things tight, doing everything you can, so you don't have to freaking pay for additional baggage. And that's kind of what it is. So with every relationship, if you're not unpacking afterwards to, to really investigate and see what what occurred, you're smashing all that stuff into that carry-on bag. And then when you get into relationships, that bag could just bust open. And that's where your subconscious reactions come from, right? You didn't intend for it to leak out. You didn't intend for the bag to burst open, but it does. It did. And now you're going to have to deal with some of the stuff that you carried over and over and over to each relationship. And that's where your subconscious sabotaging comes in. If you have a belief that you don't deserve a healthy relationship, if you have a belief that you don't feel as important as, or as special or as amazing as your partner says that you are, you're going to respond with negative comments. My go-to is sarcasm. That's like my second language. And I'm really, really good at it. And that's my go-to. You, you will find it hard to accept compliments, right? You'll find, you'll, you'll feel that when someone says something nice to you, They have something up their sleeve. Hey, that's not true. What what do you want? You must want something from me, right? Or it could be a situation where when the person feels like they're getting too close to you, that's uncomfortable. So you're going to do something that's going to push them away because it's uncomfortable to experience that intimacy with somebody else because A, you're not used to it. B, you don't think you deserve it. Or C, it's a situation that you might have found yourself in before and you were hurt. So there's different reasons why people self-sabotage. So what's the key to preventing this if it's subconscious, right? What's the key to preventing this if it's being done through ego? So the whole point of your ego is to protect. The whole point of ego is to prevent yourself from getting hurt it's that's that's awesome right you're you that's a good thing but when it prevents you from getting into a healthy relationship if when it prevents you from getting into a connection with somebody where you feel where you're fulfilled and you're satisfied and you experience happiness and love then we have an issue that's when it's time to really self-examine what's really going on and here's a key for, for people who are saying, well, I don't know if I am a self-sabotager. Like, do I do that? I'm going to give you an indicator right now that you can use to go back in all your relationships to find out if you, yes, you, self-sabotage relationships. When you look back at your relationships, one area that you want to pay particularly close attention to is right before the relationship came to an end, or where there have been repeated conversations about the same behaviors. Okay. So I'll use myself for an example. Myself sabotaging one of my one <laughs> one and I mean for me to put this out there and be so transparent, that definitely shows of the work that was done because it does take work to get to the point where you can identify the self-sabotaging behaviors. It also helps when you have very honest friends who will call you out on things um, (laughs) when you do them, because if it's being done subconsciously, you're not going to be able to pick it up as quickly as somebody from the outside who can pick it up and say, you know what, Michelle, you're kind of, you're doing it again. So that helps, too, to have very honest friends. But the key is being available to the information as it comes. Somebody can tell you until they're blue in the face that you're doing these behaviors. If you're not ready to receive this information, it's not going to be helpful. So you have to be in the space of reception, be able to receive the information so you can make changes. Now, my sabotaging go-to behaviors, we already talked about sarcasm. But sarcasm, eh, it depends on the partner. Sometimes they get a kick out of it until they don't. Right. My other sabotaging behavior is I'm, I'm a runner. I run. Anytime I sense danger, anytime I sense discord, anytime I sense that my safety is in question and doesn't that's not necessarily physical. If your physical safety is in danger, then apps the stinking lutely. You need to leave. Okay. I'm talking about a perceived danger of emotional type, a perceived danger of being hurt, right? This feels too good. And I know what happens when things feel too good. It doesn't end well. So (laughs) self-sabotage. So yeah, I run, I'm a runner. I will legit disappear. Like I never existed. And That's very self-sabotaging because it doesn't give opportunity for connection and conversation because you remove yourself or I remove myself completely from the connection, even if you want it. And that's what makes it so sad in a sense, right? When you have somebody who wants this, this type of connection, when you want somebody who wants a relationship, but they're fearful They're scared to be vulnerable because like I mentioned before, what might have happened before when it happened, when they were vulnerable to the wrong person, they don't know how to be vulnerable because that was never shown to them or it's something that is so uncomfortable they don't trust it because it's not supposed to feel this good, right? So there's different sabotaging behaviors and everybody does things differently, so the key is to find out what yours is if you have the same theme in relationships where somebody's brought this to your attention different people same theme right same script different actors um sweetie it might have to do with you and not the other person an example would be if you have been told by multiple ex-partners that you don't reciprocate, you don't put yourself all in, the other person feels like they're doing all the work and you just sit there and take, 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 if you're hearing that from multiple people, it's time to do some self-examination on yourself. If you're hearing multiple people say you don't take anything seriously, if you're hearing multiple people say, like for me, um... I won't say multiple people say it, something, okay, Uh, I'm hard to read, I've heard that from multiple people, Um, they don't know exactly where I'm at emotionally, because they can't really tell in how I present with them, I can be very cold one minute, very lovey one minute, very stoic the next, I've heard that from multiple people, so that tells me it's time to examine And when I do the examination, the reason is, is because I don't want the other person to feel they know me, they've got me, they've figured me out, because then that gives them the upper hand in my mind, in my mind, okay? not saying that's what happens, but in my mind, that's what happens. So it's like, okay, keep the person guessing, okay? Kind of be aloof, kind of be distant, um, not be so easily accessible, because you don't want that person to feel that they have the upper hand. Those are different behaviors of self-sabotaging. Because what that does is it keeps that person at a distance. And for individuals who want the person at a distance because it feels safer, you never allow yourself to get at a vulnerable level with that person because you're scared. And that's what it comes down to, right? Emotions, all the variety of different emotions, when you reduce them down, either are coming out of fear or anger. And this one's coming out of fear. No one wants to get hurt, right? No one wants to put themselves all the way out there for somebody to emotionally destroy them. Because now you have more stuff to put in your luggage. And that gets exhausting. So I get it. I I get it. Like, I, I get it. But if you want to get to a place where you are allowing yourself to be vulnerable, at least you give yourself the opportunity to make a connection that's going to last and that's healthy that you've never experienced before. Or if you have experienced it before and something happened, it will allow yourself to experience it again just with somebody else. right? If you've never experienced it, if you never allow yourself to be open, and vulnerable. you're not going to get to that level because there will always be a wall. You will always keep somebody at arm's length because you fill in the blank. Everybody has a different story. I don't know yours, but you fill in the blank. Why is it that you self-sabotage? Why is it that you keep people at a distance? Why is it that it's safer... When you feel you have control of the situation versus allowing something to develop organically. All of these things are questions that you have to ask when you are doing self-examination. I never recommend people jumping from one relationship to another without doing that first. Because... Everybody's when you interact with different people, they'll bring out different things about your personality. You might have somebody you interact with and in you are a certain way, but then you are in a relationship with somebody else and you're a completely different person. Good, bad, indifferent, but you're a different person. So interactions, it's, it's like chemistry, right? When two chemicals come together, two compounds come together, they'll never be the same again. Even if you separate them, them they're never going to be the same element they were before they came together. I don't know if that's completely true, but <laughs> when you're talking about relationships, it is absolutely true. And it doesn't matter how brief that encounter is, right? Say you met somebody and you interacted with them for a week, but they triggered the hell out of you. Like everything they did pissed you off. Everything that they did made made you just mad and you didn't understand why so after that week you're like you know what I don't ever want to see your face ever again and you go your separate ways but that interaction with that person even though it was just for a week is a part of your makeup now right why was that person triggering you and then the flip side of that is to you know not always looking at it negatively sometimes you can interact with people and they bring out the best in you And that's a part of self-examination too. What was it about that person that brought out the best in you? And these are things you want to keep track of. Like if you keep a journal, if you have been following my podcast and whatnot, I've always said, you know, pen and paper, take notes, because I do like to throw out exercises. I'll probably throw out a worksheet for this one too. Every interaction and relationship you can learn about yourself. It's an opportunity to really learn about yourself and see what you like and what you don't like. And that's one thing I'll tell. I tell people all the time when I talk about the initial relationship I had that was not safe, that was abusive on all forms. And everybody's like, well, something good has to come out of this, right? Everybody's always like something good has to come out of it. The only thing I can say that was good that came out of that is I know now exactly what I do not want in a partner. So I guess that's a good thing. You know what you don't want in a partner. So that's a part of the self-examination too. When you're in these interactions, they could be for years. They could be much shorter. You can make a list. Like When this person did this, that, and the other, That was not my thing. Like, I did not like that. And I would not like to experience that again in any relationship. And then another list of when this person did this, that, and the other, that really made me feel special. That really made me feel safe. That really made me feel grounded. And I like that. So when I see this again, I know that this is something I want. And on the other list, when I see this again, I know this is something I do not want. So at the first experience of that at the first episode of this I need to question do I need to move further now you don't want to start self-sabotaging it could be a conversation you know when you do this it makes me feel like this I feel like this when you do this you want to use your I statements right but um if the person is not willing to adjust or compromise then you have your list of what your boundaries are and stick standing within your boundaries is the ther- is the healthier way to interact and protect your vulnerability and protect yourself versus the sabotaging behaviors okay now the flip side of that when you have somebody who's hitting all the things on your good list and you're not used to this but your warning sign is <laughs> Your amygdala is throwing signs off in your brain, like, warning, warning, this is going to crash and burn. So you start doing things that's going to start self-sabotaging. And it could be as simple as a thought process. Yes, a thought process, right? When you start thinking things, you start bringing in that energy, and you, you start things start to materialize. So you could be in a situation where... this person really doesn't like me. They're not giving you any signs of that. But you're like, oh, this person really doesn't like me. So now, if they do anything, you're automatically going to map it to what you're thinking. This person really doesn't like me. That is a way of self-sabotaging. And I almost can guarantee everybody can go back to at least one time in their life where the self-sabotaging was mental. This person wants something from me. I don't know what it is. Well, why do you think that? Because they're so nice. They're doing everything I love. So they want something from you because they're being nice. Exactly. So when the person does anything that would even fall into that ballpark, you're automatically going to go, I knew it. And then we're on that road, right? I tell people all the time, be careful what you look for because you're going to find it. Uh, And that's... That's the truth. Even if it's not true, you will, because it's in your mind, you will make it that way. Whatever you're looking for, you will find. Another self-sabotaging behavior, and this is not coming from me, this would be coming from a partner that I had in the past where they've had experiences where they were in relationships where the the partner was unfaithful. So now, if you're talking to the opposite sex or they're liking stuff on your page, this, that, and the other. Oh, you must be messing with this so-and-so and and blah, blah, blah. No, I'm not. But because they're already self-sabotaging mentally by thinking this, anything they see that looks similar to that, they're automatically going to map that to that concern or fear that they carry. And that's, again, self-sabotaging. I'm going to end this relationship because you are not faithful. And because that's what they've put in their head, they've made that an actual thing for them, even though the other person has no idea what they're talking about. So, again, it takes a level of awareness that I will say everybody's not ready for. It takes a level of awareness that sometimes help from other people from the outside looking in could provide assistance with but if you have had any historical experiences within relationships where things are going good until they're not or there's repeat behaviors or multiple partners are saying you're doing the same thing you might want to investigate that a little more and see what's really going on and then ask yourself, once you're able to identify that, A, you are a self-sabotaging individual, <laughs> hi, my name is Michelle and I'm a self-sabotager. Once you're able to identify that, you want to look at your behaviors. What are they? Are they mental? Are they physical? Are they emotional? There's emotional self-sabotaging where you, people withhold emotion making me mad so I'm going to act like you don't exist and ignore you for a few weeks because you've made me mad instead of talking about it. Even though they know that could could potentially end the relationship, that's their go-to because that's what they know. Cause they want to be safe. Does that mean the other person is supposed to take that? Absolutely not. Like so what uh what I don't want to get across is using self-sabotaging because you want to be safe you want to prevent yourself from being hurt you don't want to be vulnerable as an excuse to hurt somebody else it's never okay to hurt somebody else and yes karma is a thing okay I'm just going to leave that there so once you identify that yes I have had self-sabotaging behaviors in the past these are my go-tos like I said for me sarcasm uh, I run, uh, keep people at a distance. I know these are my behaviors. So when I start to see them, I need to start asking myself, why am I exhibiting these behaviors? What's making me feel scared? Okay. What is scaring me right now where I feel I need to throw on my warning system and start doing these things. And then once you do that, it's time to have a conversation with yourself (laughs) to make sure that whatever the behaviors that are scaring you are actual legit actually legit so this person is being super nice to me i don't trust it is that really what's going on they're being really nice to you why do you not trust it because they have something up their sleeve why is that why would they have something up their sleeve because why would somebody be really nice to me i don't know because you're a good person Yes, and that's probably what I sound like in my head when I talk to myself. But it's something you really have to do, positive self-talk, to pull you out of that if you want to maintain the relationship. Now, if you don't want to maintain the relationship, it is a conversation to have, but it's to have with the other person. Because, again, because you have your own hang-ups, because your luggage is bursting out of the seams, that does not give you an excuse to hurt somebody else. And if that other person is putting their time, effort, and energy into the relationship and they're honest and they're being authentic, then that's not the right move to make. Seeing how much of a pain in the ass I can be to test your loyalty to me. Okay. So to wrap it all up, I I will put a worksheet together to kind of help see if you do have some self-sabotaging behaviors, what they are. In ways to work around those, or just some self examination on why that is. But at the end of the day, no one wants to be hurt, right? At the end of the day, you don't want to be vulnerable to the wrong person. And that's a real concern and that's a real fear. But at the same time, if you never allow yourself the ability to connect, on a deep level with anybody you won't ever get that connection that many of us desire to have I'm saying many of us because I can't say everybody because there might be somebody listening like screw that I don't want a relationship I can't stand anybody but myself that's completely cool that's cool and if that's the case I'm surprised you got this far in the podcast but um for the people who do who you can honestly say I want a deep connection with somebody But I don't understand why I can't maintain one. That's when it's time to do some self-examination. That's when it's time to look at what's going on with yourself internally. And that's when it's time to really have an honest observation of what you do in relationships and what your fears are. Okay? So... That concludes this podcast. I have I'm not even gonna sit here and say, I'm gonna try to put another one out in the next few weeks. Uh, I'm gonna drink some tea on that one for a moment. What I will say is, and I think I've said this in the beginning, you know, I, I do topics that I'm led to do. This one was super important to me, um, just because I had ident- I identified some of my self-sabotaging behaviors a month or so back you know I'm a work in progress but also I um like I said that verse or quote I heard today you know I was vulnerable with the wrong person it was for me the foundation of the behaviors that I have developed because there's a fear of not wanting to do that again so Doing the work is hard, right? You hear people say that all the time. You have to do the work. You have to do the work. But no one tells you what the hell the work is. What is the work? <laughs> well, this this is a part of it. You're welcome. This is a part of the work, right? So, so you got to do some self-evaluation. You got to be clear on what you want. That's another thing. A lot of times people fall into relationships not clear on what they want. Know what you want. Because if you don't have any idea what you want, you're going to get what you get. Okay, so that's about it. Um, Let me know what you think. If you do the worksheet, let me know how that works out for you. Uh, And look, there's nothing wrong with wanting to protect yourself. It's when your self-protection turns into sabotaging behaviors that prevent you from making a connection that could be a life-changing experience, right? And that's what I'm here for, to allow people to kind of work through that. So let's do the work together. All right. Thanks so much for listening. And I will check in with you guys later. Stay safe, be safe, and uh, take care. Bye. Did you know if you pay your nanny or sitter more than $2,300 a year or $100 a week, you owe taxes? When Care.com HomePay does your nanny taxes and payroll, we make sure to find all the tax benefits you qualify for, up to $8,000 a year. From tax filing to payroll, Care.com HomePay has it all covered. When you sign up for Care.com HomePay, we handle your nanny payroll, W-2s, everything you need. Try our service for free for the first month. Go to HomePay.com to get started. Buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters. Redfin agents can help. They'll answer your questions with honest advice so you know exactly what you're getting into. They'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer. With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church, VA. 844 7732